0: stories turn songs into symphonies, events into memories, and lives into legends. In our crowded world, knowing your story cuts through the noise so you can make your mark, whether you want to sell more books, increase profits, or just make a difference. At Sterling & Stone, story is our business. The Story Studio Podcast is where we explore ways we can all tell our stories better. And now, with the Story Studio Podcast number 38, here's Johnny, Sean, and Dave.
1: So since this is the Story Studio podcast and we are the storytellers, we thought it might be fun to um, just sort of do a check-in on where we are in terms... Because I think we've learned a lot of stuff this year um, creatively and uh, Mojo... Like, I have some Mojo stories, not Mojo the monkey from The Simpsons. Mojo the monkey
2: from Powerpuff Girls?
1: Uh, It wasn't Mojo. Mojo was also the the monkey in The Simpsons. Remember when Homer got a helper monkey?
2: No, I I do, but I remember um, Mojo, or is it Jojo Mojo? Or Coco Jojo's, the cookies? So if
1: anyone was worried that this would go um, off-topic, the
3: answer is yes. Within a minute. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it didn't take long.
2: At at Christmas time, Trader Joe's sells Coco Jojo's. You
3: you didn't strike me as a Powerpuff Girls watcher, Sean.
2: (laughs) Well, I had both a sister and a daughter. It happens. Oh, okay. So
1: anyway, um, but as far as like... you know cre- creative mojo like ke- keeping with a story and what you learn and your highs and your lows and so it might be interesting to check in with all of us and so right before we started
2: Johnny learned about highs this year
1: Once we started recording um Sean started to say well like Dave is blah 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 and I said well wait save it for the air so what's the rest of that What Dave it's not a trap
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dave's Dave's not Dave's already feeling very unsure about this episode Goodbye oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think this is actually really straightforward. Um, I thought it was a good time to kind of check in with each of us because we've all had very different writing years this year than we have in the past. And part of that is having to do with kind of the company transitioning and, you know, uh, delving into the, you know, away from the smart artist stuff and just right back into the studio. And, um, you know, we had that that's affected Johnny and I both differently, um, but both, you know, in different ways, but equally. And with Dave, it's different because Dave's always been the one of us who's just kind of the the writer, you know, that is his job. So what's going on with the smarter artist side of the business really shouldn't affect him any more this year than it did last year or the year before. Um, but when he was down here for the summit, you know, we had uh, we had a little family talk and. You know, he he bounced back up and it's been, what, almost nine months since then. So it's a really good time to kind of check in and see where we are. And I'm pregnant. And, um, you know, the thing I was saying right before we started was that we have, you know, Dave's just a little removed from the company in a lot of ways. He's kind of floating out there um, unless I actually give him. um, Who just got
1: an image? (laughs) I got an image of a sensory deprivation tank with Dave just floating out there.
2: Unless I'm very specific, I would I love think. one of those.
1: It's like <laughs> something from with? Altered States, with like a
2: imagine that. Oh you yeah, I saw would that love little. a
3: sensory deprivation tank.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Are you serious? Because I, I really, actually can't see that. Yeah, no, why? that's going
1: to get me one. No, that's because Dave <laughs> thinks that a sensory deprivation tank is just like the ultimate way <laughs> to be alone. Yes, you big realize it's not
2: that. You realize it's not that. You realize it's. <laughs> Well, I
3: I wouldn't want to be contained in anything, but I I like the idea of floating. a
2: sensory deprivation tank? Well, I don't
3: want to feel enclosed, but I want to be floating. Dave wants a sensory deprivation town.
1: There's just nobody in it, no light, no sound. He
2: wants a a sensory deprivation ocean. Is that what you're looking
3: for? Or a really 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 big pool with nobody around?
1: Yes, he he wants (laughs) he wants um he wants basically life to be like in. I think we're alone now.
2: Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> All right.
1: So so anyway, um, checking up with Dave.
2: So he's just f- floating out there a little bit more unless we specifically get him on a call and say, hey, I'm checking in with you. How are you doing? Um, it's very easy for him to just kind of be out on his own doing his own thing. We have story meetings that are company-wide a couple times a week. And even people who aren't writing any stories in the company love <laughs> to show up to those because they're <laughs> <and> Dave, because <laughs> they're fun to listen to, fun to participate in, and we're all storytellers. We also have
3: <laughs> what is Probably. so damn funny. Listen, doing uh, I just shit what Sean is inferring
2: because Dave's kind of out there on the periphery. Uh, what's funny too is that this is like Bigfoot.
1: Like you see him every once in a while, and he's in the distance.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, and Dave's sighting people. It's funny because in the company meetings, it's like, oh, Dave's here, and everybody does the wave. Well,
3: see, that's good. If I was to go to every meeting, people would get sick
1: of my shit real. He's created a sensory deprivation <laughs> company.
2: <laughs> so I just thought it was a good time for all of us to check in with all of us and see how the year has gone. But
3: mostly and, Dave.
2: Mostly Dave, I think right?
3: we're alone now.
2: But, uh, but, but, uh. Because I, I, I think that there's there's things that, that we've been really successful with individually this year, and there are things that we could do better going into next year. And I think that it's good to it, it's good to just talk about those things out loud because it makes us more aware of them, and we're more likely to improve and do better if we kind of talk. So, um, so yeah, that's that's why I thought that'd be a good idea. Go, All right. Dave. <laughs>
3: What's the question? All
2: right, I? so so let, well, yeah. Let's let's start out with um, you started this year. Um, well, I'd say you started this year strong, but you didn't. You started the second quarter strong. <laughs> I'd so, say
1: you started this year strong, <laughs> strong, but that's not true.
2: Well, it's it's not. You actually came um, in, in a pretty low place uh, uh, when you got here, in, was I guess the end of February, February twenty seventh, something like that. End of February, but. You've always had a hard time traveling, so that's not new, yeah. although um the first time you ever traveled, I actually didn't know that about you because you did such a good job bottling your feelings back then, <laughs> so <laughs>
1: that's what he did when he was engaged i think
2: <laughs>
1: right <laughs> right I, I did
3: it for most of my life.
2: <laughs> well, this was like our engagement. we weren't married yet, and he wanted to impress me, so he flew to cincinnati um i that was- i
3: i think i i did i did uh I I did tell you that it was uh, difficult because if you recall, I had two seats for that flight because I could I not. Yes, yeah, so well, this, that, was this is the important part. This is the important part of this
2: story. I got the email from Lori. Like, what the hell's wrong with your partner? <laughs> <laughs> How fat is he? I said, take it out of my chair and Don't say anything. So, um, okay, so but this year was the <laughs> Dave's kidding today. So um, this year was the hardest one. Dave actually had some severe panic attacks before coming. And um, it, it he, you know, he called us out before the summit. And he Buy thought, your
1: oh, summit bye. tickets now for 2019. com. <laughs> what will Dave's happen?
2: Dave's final panic attack. <laughs> Dave, does Johnny's, um, does Johnny's mic sound a little off to you? Like too loud, maybe?
3: A little bit, but
2: yeah. M- maybe. You're just getting okay, back so, at
1: me for slacking you that yours sounds off.
2: Oh, I didn't see that. Did you slack? I
1: no, well slack. that's also important to delve into. Let's
2: uh <laughs> let's let's actually circle
1: back to Dave's update. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. All right. Anyway. Um so uh yeah, coming to Austin was really, really hard. And so I don't think Dave really did much in January. it, it was like really in just preparation for getting here and not Dying on the way. Like, I think that was your number one through ten goals in the beginning. I don't
3: remember January, to be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not. It was not Dave's best month. Um, and when he got here, he was pretty miserable.
1: Dave's and best month.
2: We got through. <laughs> uh, we got through a few. Um, uh, you know the, the the summit, and it was great. Like
3: my be best month was my- one day in nineteen seventy-seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what were you four? Is that right?
3: <laughs> no, I was seven. Oh, there you go. Um, Uh Uh-oh, people are going to triangulate my age now. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, they are. You're you're dead. It's over. Um, So we went to family dinner, and um, we basically talked about your health and how it was really time to turn a corner. And it was a hard conversation, but you were extremely receptive to it, and you made some immediate changes. Now, that was back at the end of February, and you saw, like, I mean, for what, from personally, what I saw, I've been working with Dave for 10 years now, and this was the longest period of sustained growth that I've ever seen. Um, his mood stayed buoyant. His productivity stayed consistent. Um, and I know that, um, you know, he's had to weather a few personal and professional storms in between that time, and still he stayed consistent through most of the year. Now, the last project, really, I'd say, because um, we we really closed some boxes like we had we had um, a really great run of doing exactly what we said we were going to do as far as okay we've got to write this story we've got to write this story and they were things that were not going to make us money they were just going to answer our old um our old promises so we we finished all those promises and then our big franchise which is supposed to be making us money still had a lot of residue from the smarter artists also bots and stuff like that and trying to get, you know, the ads out. And so Dave is basically not making money on all the work that he had been doing, which is really demoralizing. Yes. So <laughs> right, but but we're we are at a at a new place where we've answered, we we've, we've fulfilled all of our promises so we can kind of start over with our audience, which is a really important place to be. But I just like this is a good time to check in. So you, you had another project. I actually have not seen this project. So far, it's running close to a month late.
3: Um, uh, I thought it was two weeks late.
2: Okay. Um, do you think you're going to have it in the next two weeks?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will have it very soon. It will not be a month late.
2: Okay. Kay. So,
3: But my best so far, my best was the last thing we did, which was... Uh, yeah, which I was, was
2: purposely not saying names, asshole, because we get our awful bots ruined. Would you stop it with that? Oh my god, do you not know the problem by now?
1: Edit. <laughs> <laughs> Dave would know the problem if he wasn't
3: floating in
1: space <laughs> in existential bliss.
2: All right, so so blissy, um yes, you, you so we're killed, gonna
3: be a bunch of writers that talk about writing, but never mention what, what we're, we're telling writing. stories
2: <laughs> we're telling stories, that's right, okay, we're not talking right. about our shit, we're talking about our process and stuff, like all that. right, so yes, you did kill it on that final yeah. promise to our, audience. so
3: that was my best ever coming in on time, which was one week
2: late, I believe right well yes. uh, it, it it was it was two weeks and oh, okay but 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 that doesn't even matter it was. like I actually had to get involved in in some of the last episode there because it was complicated. Like it was, it's not even that you pulled that off. It's that you pulled off what might've been the hardest writing trick we've had in years, um, relatively close to schedule. Like that's pretty unheard of. So that was the peak, I would say of this year. And you've been on one project since, um, which had a a pretty relaxed schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, but how has that gone for you? Like, let's talk about the stuff that's been... Well, before we get there, let's just talk about the year in general. What is it that helped you to kind of stay focused? Because you really were. You were really focused and on mm-hmm. for much yes. longer than you ever have been. So what was it that kept you doing that, especially as life was kind of like shitting shit on you a little bit? <laughs> uh,
3: well, because I was tired of sucking, basically. Um, I, I think
2: it's as simple as it was a personal decision.
3: Well, I don't, I don't like letting other people down, especially you guys and everybody basically. So I, I want to deliver, I want to hold up my end of things. And, um, it's really easy for me to get out, not outside of myself, but in myself way too much where I can't see anything else. And, like dealing with depression and anxiety like just magnifies that, so our conversation um, was a wake up call, so I started eating better and i 'm still doing that and exercising, still doing that but it it's it's less because I hurt my knee so but but I mean overall, I think my health uh physically is better uh, than it has been in a long time uh, i'm doing all the things I need to do there the uh the mental side of things uh has been a little more difficult. My anxiety has been bad, and part of it is uh I change medication, the medication annoy and I don't feel like getting into all that shit but um uh, but also well, okay, like let, let, what
2: let, no go ahead go ahead uh
3: but also like real world shit interfering and like just sort of bad timing on things, things happening. Do you mean
2: real-world, like, family stuff or, like, Trump? Like
3: uh, No, no, shit, like, my, my own, like, you know, just financial situation, like, just different things uh, that have, like, added to my stress. Just, like, everything kind of breaking down at once um, over the past, you know, two months or so. Like, just been a constant shit show. <laughs> and it's been very difficult to to stay the course through all of that. Added to the whole anxiety thing. So, are all you of writing that,
2: every day? Um, or yes. or if it fits and starts. So, so I,
3: I am so. writing every day, but there are days where I literally will write all fucking day and get maybe 400 words. Like it's that difficult some days. And so, that's, it's it. that's annoying. And, it's and, very and difficult. What,
1: what makes you not stop and just kind of declare the day a loss. Is that just a persistence? Because I've had, I mean, we can talk about this when we do my update. But I've had some of those this year, and I've usually just kind of stopped, and it's really
3: demoralizing, and I hate it. But I know oh, I'm gonna there, there are with it. days I I get up and say fuck it, and I'll try and reset or something. And sometimes it'll work. Like I'll go out and I'll walk, and sometimes it'll work, and other times I'll. Uh like summer was really difficult. I'll I'll go out and I'll walk and okay, my mind is clear, I'm ready, but then like suddenly I'm needed to do something else. And it just well, fuck that time. So it, it's just been very difficult to get um to maintain the, the the mindset and get into the flow with all the shit that's going on. Um I feel a little more relaxed now because we've taken care of a few things and uh but, but just this week, the transmission on my car died. So now I have no car at all.
2: Uh, yeah, I got that <laughs> slack. That slack was awesome.
3: So, and I really, I hate pitching about shit like this. Cause I mean, it's stuff everybody deals with. Uh, and like, okay, that's life. Move on. Uh, but it's just, it's, I get very easily, um, thrown off like, like it was easy, like, you know, for several months after February, to like maintain, like okay, just believe, do the work, everything will happen. Do the work, everything will happen. Um, but as some things start not to happen, or I just feel like, you know, well, that didn't happen the way it was supposed to. I the doubt starts to creep in, the anxiety creeps in, and it's very difficult for me to deal with. And it it shows in my I don't think it shows in my final writing because I I go and I fix it, but it's more difficult to get where I need to be mentally.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I have a few questions on that. So when you're having a really shit day writing and you can only get a few hundred words, is that because you write a lot and then you erase? Or is it because you just stare and only a little bit will come out at a time?
3: Uh, A little bit of both. Sometimes I will just become... Because I'm uncertain about one thing, it'll just be like a rabbit hole of uncertainties. Like everything just falling apart. Uh, like, well, this this really doesn't work. This doesn't, and I just I fucking suck. I hate myself, and goodbye.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what happens to me. There's a there's a real difference I've noticed in my brain if I write in the morning or if I write in the evening. And it's there's now there's not a difference in quality to be clear because I've actually tested this. Um, in the morning, I am pretty confident about what I'm writing. I'll I'll write, and I don't really second guess myself. I mean, sometimes I can, like if I'm real tired or like if I try to write a day after traveling, um, it's the same as writing at night. And the difference is I just start assuming that everything I write is garbage. (laughs) And so I'll I'll write and I'll think, wow, that is like, could I have like borrowed a kindergarten to say that better? Like, (laughs) it's just everything is just terrible. I think my metaphors suck. I think my copy sucks. I think I am (laughs) missing."
1: Did they suck Story as elephant. much as borrowing a kindergarten to make your writing better? I didn't even understand that one.
2: Yeah, I meant borrowing a kindergartner, but it didn't, okay. didn't come
3: out. That's like Uber for kindergarten. You can rent them
2: it's just, to write it, for you. It's it's just like I, I feel like I'm – I really do start second-guessing everything. But if I let that copy sit and I come back to it, it's the same as anything I would have written in the morning. It just I don't I don't feel the same about it. So I really, the only time I ever, ever, ever write at nighttime right now is if I, for some reason, like I'll have to write a little bit today because I had a, a story meeting in the morning and I'll have to make that up. And I'll have to tell myself before I sit down to do it that, okay, if I'm telling myself, like, if I start feeling like I suck, just write through it because that's more in my head than anything. So that was just a, a point of curiosity. My other question is, I, I know that you tend to um, flail when you're, Basically, it's like a spiral. When you start to flail, you flail harder, right? It's like somebody who's drowning. Like, oh, I'm drowning. So they, you know, move their arms around and it actually makes them drown faster. So you have resources, you have a community here. Why don't you draw on it more? Like, I mean, just as a genuine question, why don't you get on the phone more? Why don't you show up to the community more? Because Yeah,
1: I I was the uh, story meeting that fucked that John up this morning, but it was because I needed some help and raised my hand. And so I'm wondering if you do that and
3: how often you do that. I don't do it. I don't. Um, it just feels like more work to explain everything that's going on than it would be to fix it myself.
2: Uh, well, that, well, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> Johnny, was it a lot of work to explain that to me to catch me up this morning?
1: Uh, no, I mean, it was, it was a little tedious. I don't know what it was like to listen to, but it, it took about 10 minutes. I looked on the recording afterward.
2: I mean, it's not, it's not the most super fun thing because you're sitting there and you're listening to be caught up. I mean, for either person, because you're, you're just, you have to be patient. You have to listen and and give all of yourself because you're absorbing a story that you don't understand necessarily. um,
3: And it's difficult. It's difficult for me to show up to the other meetings uh like because you don't other pe- want
2: new ideas
3: yeah it yeah the new idea like when we were doing uh the the, the next big project yeah. uh, that, that we're going to do
2: good
3: <laughs> we're going to do later this year um like the minute i started thinking about that it it's like it's like um, it, it it it's it's like you're struggling with the, the, the current thing. So you see this other thing, you're like, Oh, that'll be so much easier. That that'll be uh that'll be perfect. It'll work. Uh uh and your mind just starts thinking about it more and more and it it's difficult to stay on track for me anyway. Like new ideas, um you're way different you're way more flexible than I am like when I start thinking about something it's a fucking rabbit hole and yeah I
2: I actually totally get that and I think that when we're in between projects for this you know once you're done with this one and we go into the next couple weeks you should be on every single one of those calls actually unfortunately Johnny and I are traveling a bunch so there won't be very many of them but you should be on as many as you can And, um, and, and I think that's really good for you to be around that creative energy it always helps but before we move on, I would also just say that um, you should take advantage of that when you can. Because when we talk, even if it's not a story thing, it does boost your mood. Always. Like, it, it always seems to. And then it gets you back into gear. And sometimes, I mean, just as, like, kind of a universal truth, you need to kick yourself, right? Like, so for me, I if I'm if if I'm really flailing, I know that going for a walk is a great way to reset my head. I do that. Yeah, there's not, there's not really. I can reset myself pretty well, but like whatever it is that you need to, um, to just feel good about it, Dave. Just know that we're here for you. Like if it's just getting me and Johnny on a bullshit call, right? Yeah. Or or me on a bullshit call, or
1: or recording or whatever, a worst show
2: ever, or recording a worst show ever. Like right. Like use use what you have um to to get something better because we're like everyone in the company is here for you for sure
3: well, thank you I appreciate it uh I, I yesterday uh was a perfect example of just like okay, I gotta get up, I gotta get out, and i gotta i I gotta go walk in because I was thinking about something specifically and I needed to think about it, needed to clear my head and the minute I walked out the door, my family came home, and my son wanted to walk with me <laughs> and I was like and he just talked about Fortnite for like the entire walk and I just got no thinking done. I was so I, I could very much use one of those deprivation uh, tanks.
2: Uh we had we had somebody that the company talked to yesterday <laughs> that talked about a deprivation tank. It was awesome. To the
3: point that I've pulled up web tabs
1: and I'm trying to figure out when I can get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, all right, episode over. I mean Dave's therapy session. <laughs> well, that was only Dave. Well, And
2: and, and, and I don't want to lose um, sight at all of the fact that this has been your most consistent highest performing year since 2012. Yes,
3: and I think even though I am late on this story, I think it won't be like a disappointment like that one story that I didn't really finish last year
2: yeah well uh, that that story has become famous and you realize it's our one-year anniversary coming up of that story oh, <laughs> the
1: story was worth writing for the story internal to the company kind of like an infamous cover that we have that won't ever be used in a book but that was worth buying for the source of for other reasons
2: okay, so right, what not right. to do yeah. what not to do yeah no that that was i think that was your probably i mean honestly your low point as a writer just
3: well I after i die you can sell it and make a lot of money <laughs>
2: I plan on it. <laughs> um, I don't even mean like the quality of the story. I just mean where your head was at when it was written. And you can kind of see that. It, there's just a real defeated author behind the <laughs> <laughs> But But, you know, all in all, this has been a really um, Hold on.
3: Journey. I got to change my Amazon bio, Amazon bio to defeated <laughs> <Yeah>. author.
2: <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> um, this has been a really great year for you. And next year, I have zero doubt will be our best year collectively, meaning you and I. Because all those boxes are closed and all we have is new, fresh, exciting ideas in front of us. So um, thank yeah, you despite,
3: for... Despite the recent troubles, I, uh, I I do feel on path and I feel like I haven't slid back to my depths of horror no, of previous no, year. No, you haven't
2: at all. You haven't at all. This has been a really <clears> great <throat> year for you. And like, thank you for being vulnerable in front of people. I know it's not fun to like talk about this stuff, but... Um,
3: Can I put my clothes
2: back on? Y- yes, please, please do. Um, all right, so Johnny, you want to go next?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so I had, I had an interesting, um, I had an interesting year actually. It's it's been filled with more ups and downs than um, than ever before. Uh, actually, when you were, guys were talking about deadlines, I was remembering of. Uh, internally famous time, at least for me, which I don't even know if these guys even remember. I know Sean took great mirth in it at the time when I said um, we, to- we were talking about deadlines, and I said I don't, I don't miss deadlines, bitch. Well, guess what? I miss plenty. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it just it it. I don't I know said- what it's the nature of. I don't know. I suppose my sort of evolution, but also the the fact that we're working across many different. Um, I don't know ways now, uh, but this year in particular was a year that I I kind of got I kind of got stuck. We talked in, on an earlier self publishing podcast about just sort of a creative low for me. It was um, I don't know it was really hard to get the words out. It was hard to get that mojo back. Um, I actually adopted a project that will probably never be finished just just to try something different. Um, and it, it took some time, and then and then it felt good again. But now just because of some quick changes in the company. I'm actually writing something by myself. Not quick changes in the company, just like in the schedule. Um, I'm writing something by myself again for the first time. And the meeting that I had with Sean, because he's not writing it with me, I did have to take about 15 minutes to explain it, and then we took almost an hour hashing it out once he understood what I was trying to do with it. And it's interesting because I always used to write by myself. And the when we were talking uh, with Dave and, and saying you know use the resources that you have as a support network if nothing else um it's interesting because I, I i'm a little dependent now like it's i'm a little spoiled i'm a little like um it's it would be hard to go back not just in terms of like working with a collaborator but also just in general so yesterday was was not particularly fun for me it was a little bit of sad johnny yesterday which not everybody sees
2: johnny was very he was totally sad johnny yesterday
1: i was yeah i was not i was not having fun yesterday and let um, me share my emo playlist on youtube yes <laughs> um and it was just a little bit of i just honestly like it was just kind of a little bit of i just i just want to talk to somebody um but then also being able to hash it out and that's I guess I'm realizing that a lot of people don't have that. And what was kind of cool was uh, Sean's not my collaborator on the project, but he is a creative person who is willing to get on the phone with me and hash things out. And I think that anybody can do that. Um, if you know any other writers that you're remotely friendly with, that you can you can use those networks. Um, it's But it has been interesting because it is – I realize that when I'm on my own, I do I do pants – um, actually after running into the trick this morning, like I, I'm i actually going back and reverse outlining the book so that I can continue to go forward and, and I'll try again to just write at least a sentence or two just to give myself some structure because I'm in this weird in-between where I kind of want to pants and see where it goes and then when I do, I find that I lose my compass. So that well, has it,
2: been Okay, so the, the story meeting started with... I'm at the 40,000 word mark and I think I just hit the inciting incident.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> right? to, to be clear, it it was I felt like that would have been the inciting like I didn't really think that was the inciting incident but that's the way it felt with my original framework like this book is this. And we we shuffled some things around and and I I like where it's going and there's a lot of ideas up in the air but I can't imagine at this point not being able to kick things back and forth with another writer. So, I'm continuing to plot along on that. Um, our recent collaborative project went like amazing. I thought, I thought that that was just really zippy. I really loved the product like the, when, when we were done and I don't know, these are just the things I'm learning.
2: Yeah. I think that, um, it's, we, we do have, uh, a, a wonderful structure where, I mean, this didn't quite work for, for Johnny in the situation. I mean, we have a, the general story meetings, anyone in the company can bring a story question to a general story meeting, but this was kind of a big thing to unpack, and I think that there's a real comfort that Johnny and I I have just together. I mean, we have six years uh, at this point of writing stories together, so it was just easy to hop on the phone and figure this out. But it's always worth, whoever you have in your life that can like help ground you, I think that's it, right? And Dave has the tendency to not want to reach out because he doesn't want to bother somebody you know he. Thinks, i mean to be clear
1: brother. i d- i definitely bothered sean i messed up this morning <laughs>
2: <laughs> right but but johnny's more
1: proactive
2: in that way like he's i, I
1: mean my slack said me me me
2: <laughs> well it, it is i mean b- between the two of them um you know johnny is on the surface a little more selfish than dave but Dave's behavior can actually be more selfish than Johnny's because if he stays to himself and he doesn't get the results and the whole company suffers because of that, then it's like, well, how are you defining selfishness then? It really is about the whole or about yourself. But Dave's Dave's actions always come from a really good place because he doesn't want to put somebody else out. Or if he's feeling bad, he doesn't want to make somebody else feel bad. Or if he has inertia, he doesn't want to like pass that on. But... Like that's the whole point of having a team or a family is now I know that Dave doesn't really understand family the same way other people do. This world well
3: it's a it's a little family like, is the group of people you spend one hour a day with, right? One,
1: if if correct. I if I needed my mood elevated, um I would request a worst show ever. <laughs> if if I needed um, a specific story problem hashed out I would probably go to Sean but um, I was actually trying to figure out if we could wrangle Bonnie now the timing didn't work out because I thought there might be some structural issues that she could really help me with and like I mean if I wanted just to kick ass like twist or something uh, you know maybe Joel like we it's do Joel, have different yeah. people with different specialties and that's really cool to lean into that more and more
2: yeah agreed
3: I, I am looking forward to the next project collaborating with these people in our in our group uh, that I do think will make it a much different, better experience. So,
2: yeah, we have a um, we have a project that we just decided on that we <coughs> haven't told you about
3: that we oh, do shit. Do.
2: Yeah, no, 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 you'll 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 enjoy, but you should be on that and that call soon. It's, it's awesome. Um, so for me, uh, I started. Um, oh actually is is that it Johnny do you have anything more to say about this year in general no okay yeah so for me um i actually started writing again this year i i haven't written in a couple of years as far as rough drafts go um you know I've obviously produced a lot of stuff written a lot of outlines um done that kind of stuff but but not edited right yeah,
3: edited and stuff so you are writing and just yeah, right, starting right, your yeah. own thing
2: yeah right right i've done pre-production, post-production, mid-production, pretty much every part other than writing the full rough drafts. And uh, I I started that in May. Um, Right around the time we decided, okay, we're going to transition the company away from the smart artists. We're going to be doing fiction. And so like that was my permission, I guess. It wasn't just permission, it was a responsibility. Now that we are a fiction-forward company, I can no longer justify not writing fiction every day. That's my job. And so um, I, I just decided I'm going to write. I'm going to write fast. I'm going to write hard. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out the outlining process. I'm going to do all of that. And um, I, I don't know yet. I don't know if I can actually pull it off. But there's a possibility that um, by December 31st, I'll clock in a million words for this year. And I started May 1st. Um, I'm writing better. Than I ever have, as far as clean rough drafts in a timely fashion. Um, I was hitting when I first started; it was two thousand words a day. Then I popped it up to three thousand words a day. I'm averaging about five thousand right now, um and I, I'm writing seven days a week. So there, right, which is
1: really obnoxious, fast. honestly, because he's, he's <laughs> writing faster than I am when I'm at form, and uh, he, that it's just one edition. Like, oh, I'm it, just it, writing.
3: And that's on top of all the meetings and right, right, right all the other right, other stuff you're involved in. Jesus,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was um, like, he was like, I think I'll add writing to my pile, and then, oh, by the way, more than you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. Um, no, you didn't. Do you,
3: you want to show us your abs too?
2: <laughs> um, I've actually been getting abs. <laughs> oh, shit, Johnny! Look, at John is the new Johnny. <laughs> it's true. I came back from the gym the other day, and I was like, damn, when that happened. <laughs>
3: Um, well, don't worry, Johnny. You'll always have better abs than me. That's a guarantee. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sure Johnny's are substantially better than mine. I'm just saying that for the first time in my life, I can see a shadow of something there. Um, so, so yeah, the, the thing that's been really interesting for me is that the better I know the story, the faster I write. I mean, these are all obvious things, and I've certainly seen them with other people, but it's interesting to be um, practicing on them for me. So th- the biggest takeaway by far is... I am somebody who gets by on velocity, for sure. I need stupid things like streaks. So I've been walking every day for, I don't know, 650 days, something like that, um, coming up on two years. And it's a big deal for me to not miss those days because like, I'll do anything. Like, I've gone out when it's almost like there was it was real icy <laughs> last year. One day when I realized, oh my God, it's 1030. I don't have my steps. And I bundled up and I went out and I got my steps. Um, you know, I've told this story a few times that we had the no ROI event in Denver and I got my 10,000 step at 1159. <laughs> I was just, Oh, I got to, cause I have been watching movies all day and I didn't realize, Oh my God, I need to get my steps. But that, that mindset that Jerry Seinfeld, you know, don't break the chain. It really does work for me. So I'm on like 180 days or something of writing every day. And that's made a difference. I know that I'm not going to drop that ball because I have the streak. Now, the velocity also matters. So, if I write 3,000, 3,000, 3,000, 3,000 every day, I'll never drop below. But, like the last few, the last little bit of time has been disruptive. I had a, a business trip and then we had, um, we had a bunch of things this last weekend. And then Johnny and I are going to be traveling for the next few weeks. And that really affects me. So, I'm not going to be clocking any big time numbers for a while. Um, but as long as I can stay consistent and get one to 2,000 words a day, in between this next stretch, I'll be really happy. But then once I'm past that, um, I plan on just cranking for the rest of the year. Um, one thing I've noticed too is that I need something to write. So because I'm not willing to take those days off because I'm afraid it's very much like not going to the gym anymore. If I stop going to the gym, you know, I go three times a week. If I stop for two weeks, it would probably be six months before I could go again i'm i'm not weak <laughs> like it really is hard i kind of need to to just build that and so those um those getting little like i can't i can't just take a day off so there's been several times this year where i actually don't have a another project to jump into i'm still waiting on an outline you know there's something that needs to be finished off and so i don't really have the the next natural thing that i'm going to going to write so i been very careful to have a couple of B projects. There was um, something in the inevitable world that I don't even know when it'll come out, but it was um, something that Dave had written an outline for a while back. Um, and I just, I wrote that because I was waiting for something else that I was going to write. I've done a bunch of nonfiction stuff, which I think we'll talk more deeply about in another episode. Um, that, that's been really great. It's been a nice way to kind of reset my brain in between projects But I've gotten my words in every day, and I think that's made a huge difference towards the quality of what I'm delivering and the speed and just the way I feel about it, you know, especially if I write in the morning and not nighttime.
1: Cool. All right. Well, um, I'm sure we'll update as we go along, Nature of the Beast. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, if you want to see Dave panic for the last time, uh, regarding a summit, I'm sure it won't be the last time ever.
2: Oh, he'll panic definitely more.
1: Then you can go to the Smarter... In person,
3: though. Go to the Smarter
1: right, Artist right. Summit. Watch, watch me flail on stage. Panic in person. Um, early really bird, float, de- really early bird deadline to watch Dave uh, panic is coming up on December 2nd. So before then. All right, so thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Story Studio Podcast. You're invited to join us at the final Smarter Artists Summit on February 18th and 19th in Austin, Texas. Authors and publishing experts from around the world will join us to teach you strategies that will outlast the what's working yesterday tactics everyone else is talking about. Attendance is limited, so reserve your spot at SmarterArtistSummit.com now.